coffee is hitting this morning. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Chop Sports Daily, coming to you live from the freshly re- rejuvenated and renovated Flipping Made Easy studio. When we say that, we just you know we just shifted a couple things here in Matawan, New Jersey, coming to you live from the Cabinet Creation Sports Desk. It is Sturch. It is Gooch. It is Dina, who is a lot closer now. I can actually hear her talk. And Rasslin' Rob is in the corner. He's back here. Somehow, me and Rob made it back here, uh, and we're functioning. We left here last night around midnight. Um, you know, we had ourselves a, uh, a mandate. Uh, Tommy D enjoyed it for about... I felt like he was here for 10 minutes. He was like, all right, guys, I'm going to cut out. And I was like, See, I had what? WrestleMania on kind of in the background Okay, when I was doing my thing yesterday. And I was thinking about it. I was like, damn, I left the studio at like 3 there's no way they made it this long. You guys left here at midnight. I'm, I'm impressed. I yeah, no, listen, when it's wrestling, that. bro, and it's it's interesting stuff, you know, we put on a couple other things before. I was like, oh, you got to see this. We got we took a drive down memory lane with a couple wrestling things. We're like, all right, this is great. And uh, yeah, it was a great time. So in any event, if you're watching this, if you're a first timer here, you'll probably know that you could support Chop Sports by going over to patreon.com forward slash chop sports like adina just forward slash me from the corner of my eye i didn't even have to look at it i knew she was gonna bang with the forward slash um forward slash chop sports that's how to support the show you could do so three dollars five dollars ten dollars that ten dollars is gonna get you into the chop sports queue um i said barbecue that's the same thing right company picnic Basically, yeah, yeah. Right. Chop Sports Barbecue, Chop Sports BQ, Company Picnic. It doesn't really matter what you call it. June 26th, we're going to have a good time. Play some yeah, recreational so sports, get hammered. Y- your, uh, yeah, your $10 um, Dynasty membership will get you in there. We'll get you some extra perks as well. We haven't figured it out yet, but we're going to definitely hook up our Dynasty members. So do that. 1,037 and counting uh, is the YouTube count right now. So thank you guys for subscribing to YouTube. And of course, like this video that helps us out in the search. I don't think there's going to be a a hard time searching for us today because it is on the topic of literally everybody. Um, Everybody's talking about it because it's the the world of mainstream. Before we get into that, uh, how was your weekend? (laughs) <laughs> like I got to ask, fantasy it was good. baseball draft this weekend. Very exciting time for me. I'm a little upset about how things went. We'll get into that a little bit later. We'll break the cardinal rule, my rule of not never talking about, talking about, about your, your own team. fantasy team on, but this, this, uh, on this a sports in, show. But, yeah, but it involves a lot of people. Yeah, not just us. It's a daily show, and I feel like our listeners have heard us talking about the draft for a little bit. So we might as well touch on it at least. If you have a draft coming up, I have some interesting points about where some of these guys went that I had questions about, and now I did a draft, so I'll be able to answer that a little bit better. Um, I'm trying to think. Of I had a uh, shout out to my bonus mom, Barry. We had a surprise 60th birthday. Now, here's the, the kicker about this thing. Um, we were worried. She just had a crazy procedure done, you know, like some heart stuff. Right. So about like the surprise. Right. So I was like, I was asking my stepsister, Kim, I was like, are we sure we want to do this? Like, just, well, it's, ah, it's just like one, surprise. One of those like, things where she it's grabbed like, her right, chest. It's like, I was like, oh, fuck, it's we like, it. like, all right, you, you know. Clear that hurdle. You know? <laughs> Got that out of the way. I guess you could be surprised. Right. So and, and shout out to Barry for that. Yeah, Happy so, birthday. Yeah, so we enjoyed it. I saw all the family. It was great, great time. Uh, that was uh, my Saturday. My Friday night was getting involved with Jimmy Palumbo. What? I want to talk about the shirt. I may or may not have some of these for sale if anybody's interested. May or may not. Uh, we're not out. disclosing that information. Uh, reach out to Chris Slide in the DMs because his phone is gonzo, folks. So you're gonna oh, have- yeah. That's another thing that I did want to talk about. If anybody tried... <laughs> to reach out to me over the past weekend i do not have a phone i might even have it to show you what happened the screen is just detached it's like a slinky oh now. so 
I can't really tell. See, at this point, I would, destroy, I would, I would um, office space the shit out of that There's definitely a few thing. people out there that I probably owe a, a response to. Um, you'll get it eventually. But now's not the time. I need a new phone. <laughs> All right, so get your new phone. Ashley wants to kill herself. Her words, not mine, because I don't have a phone, guys. Oh, is that what KMS is? I'm I'm very glad that she actually abbreviated it because I don't like reading it. I don't yeah, even like yeah, hearing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um that's it. That is what that means. KMS. Okay. KMS. All right, that's new. That's just, but, um, so all the kids are talking about it now. Hang that's in cool. there, Ash. I'll get a phone today. <laughs> just Hopefully. DM them. Just on the you got. Well, the, I do have it. It's just I'm not. It's annoying. It's very annoying. I I don't like having it on the laptop either. Um. Anyway, also before I um, move on to bigger and better things, uh, yeah, so I got involved with Jimmy Palumbo on Friday night. He had a Friday night and Saturday night show. Great turnout. Sold out crowd. And when I say that, 200 people packed the house. It was great. Um, great set. A lot of fun. He let me do the intro. So I actually got in. Um, like, I've done wrestling announcing in front of thousands of people. But to get in front of an intimate comedy crowd that are expecting to, to laugh... I was like, so I got, I got to make them laugh. Like, do I have to do that? Like, did you so have a joke? I did. did I did. Work? I think it did. I, I, I basically said, you're going to have to check the tape. My, my name is Dave we Sturgio. Do have, we do have it on video. We do. He's got the videotape. I said, my name is Dave Sturgio and I run shop sports, which actually is the house that ho like holds uh, the Jimmy Palumbo podcast. And they're like, yay. Right. They're all cheering. And I'm like, I'll have you all know that the Jimmy Palumbo show is the highest downloaded podcast within our network. Yay! Right, everybody goes nuts. And I'll be like, I also have you know that Jimmy now owes me extra cash for lying to each and every single one of you. And, they're, and they laughed. And I was like, all right, all right, I can, I can do this. I can be a comedian. I'm good. I'm fine. Uh, no, it was a good time. I got to introduce him. Uh, they had two opening comedians. They were hilarious. Uh, good time though. Saturday, Friday. And then I went to curtains, saw a couple people there that I, that we, that we frequently interact with that I've never actually got a chance to actually meet, you know, and I met a couple people there. Uh, so it was a good time. Good weekend. Um, also dad chat, by the way, if you want to check on over to another form of social media, do so by heading over there. There are 380 plus in the dad chat group of chop sports now. So that keeps moving in the right direction. So shout out to Glenn and all those guys over there. But it has to go without saying that the biggest sports story of the weekend is Pat McAfee. It has, it, it has to be like Pat McAfee. Well, it really is though. It has it's to be. not. It is. It is. It is. Look, you know why it is? Because not only was it wrestling, right? But all the football players were chiming in. All the football analysts course, and everybody was, was chiming in. McGregor. It was highly entertaining. McGregor was and it was a great shit thing. for no reason. Uh, I I am not a wrestling guy. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I have to admit. But the biggest the biggest sporting event of the weekend was the Final Four, and we can't. I mean, have, we'll get into that. But we're like, talking about. I understand. You know, Duke, North Carolina. That's the biggest one of the biggest college basketball games ever. I'm going to die on this show. <laughs> I know I'm with two wrestling guys, but. I just I think that um, seventy five thousand people two oh, nights in a row two nights in a row so two nights in a row that's a lot. People. Look, I understand what you're getting at, right? But it's very rare just because there's a WrestleMania every year. Absolutely. And it now, without taking anything away from what these guys do, it is a it is a scripted event, right? So I'm not talking shit because no, trust me when I tell you. I was definitely entertained by that, and that's what the whole point of wrestling is: is to entertain. Mm -hmm. So highly entertaining, but. Duke, North Carolina in the final four to go to the, the finals. I mean, like, it does not get bigger than it that. It was simultaneous with WrestleMania night one, and I was watching both. Yeah. I had Duke and North Carolina on my phone, and on the big screen, I was watching WrestleMania. And uh, night one, night two, not a lot of people said, like, night one, you couldn't 
uh, top it night two. I think I felt like it got right there. Uh, we'll get more into that uh, on the Chop Sports Fight Factory recording later on today with myself, Gooch, Wrestling Rob, and Tommy D. We'll talk more about that. That episode will drop tomorrow, uh, and we'll get into more details. But it was just, it was incredible. Like, it was just, uh, McAfee is living the life that I think every sports media journalist slash personality wants to live. Like, he's everything that he wants to do, he does. Right, like he said, he had his dream to go on WrestleMania. He did it. And he had a dream to host his own show. He's doing it. Yeah, right, he, he, he punted the NFL. He's doing it. Like not only did he go on WrestleMania, he he was pretty much calling the entire thing the whole weekend. Right, so he's on the he's in the booth, and then he gets to go and wrestle against. He literally left like two matches before to go get ready. He, when I say go get ready, he wore he literally what he wears on his Austin podcast. Theory is the guy he wrestled. Yeah, yes, Austin Theory. Yes. But then he has a, his moment with Vince McMahon, the mm -hmm. head of the company, and then obviously Stone Cold comes back. Dude, dude, dude that was that was legendary. His cell on the on the stunner when he just the beer fountain up and then he just pops back, dude. McAfee is the 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 wrestling gift we didn't know we had, and now we have it. Yeah, like he is the personality that you need. Dude, McAfee's been goaded since he called us out on on his show. Yeah, well, yeah, before, well. That, before that, I've been a big McAfee fan, but now I mean, you see this guy getting to do what he's doing, and it's fun, man. It's it's like I'm not jealous. Usually, when I see this, I'm like this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I know that's shitty to admit, but you know, you see people, you're I'm like I could super, do that. I'm I can't super do super jealous. Do it was so much fun that like you literally watch it back and you could just see for like 15 minutes however long he was out there the f there wasn't anyone sitting down everybody's cheering going mm -hmm. crazy and then he puts on a, a great performance you know it was a great weekend man he, phenomenal yeah, wrestling um this weekend in particular every year it rejuvenates the the, the, the crowd the fan base and now like tonight's raw is going to be out of Insane. control we're going to say cody rhodes is in wwe now so like we saw that on saturday night so it was hard to top obviously undertaker's speech on friday was legendary phenomenal. right and it was such a great just pro wrestling in general and there was a lot of people like you know there's always going to be those people on twitter that are just like oh, so corny and so fake blah 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 i actually called one of the guys out on the one of the guys that i've met personally via an interview but jesse holly former receiver of the cowboys yeah he was he's a big he went to north carolina played ball at north carolina so he was big into that he goes there's no way i'm watching that fake stuff over North Carolina. And I was yeah. like, yo, Jesse, I got torn ACL and three concussions later. Tell you it's not fake. He's like, oh, man, I didn't know you went through that. I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like, I wish well, it was faker. I wish it was faker. No, I'm kidding. It's not. It's I not, wish it was it, a trampoline. It, it, you fake, know what I'm saying? But, but it ain't. Fake. It's scripted, but it's not fake. They it's just entertainment. It. And I think that, um, you know, it, it was just, it was incredible. The only thing I will say, they, they, I don't like calling out botches because I know how hard it is to do what they do on a live stage in front of a massive crowd and millions at home. Uh, Vince McMahon should have never attempted to take a stutter from Stone Cold ever. Like that was, that was so. How many? That days, was rough. Zero days without incident for the WWE. Yeah, right? it's we could relate. It's could there. Relate. It's so there, it and it happens in live production. They played the wrong music. Yo, it's funny, Rob. Remember how we we said like, oh, Vince reacted to the wrong music. Yeah. Can you imagine if like the the sound guy just labeled it Austin theme? And like it was like hit the wrong uh, Austin, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, because sure. Austin Theory is out there, and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even think about that. Uh, but overall, I, I think that the the event, top to bottom, from literally from, and we we recapped and watched the NXT event. WWE had a phenomenal week, yeah. and I think Pat McAfee puts the icing on the cake. The Brock and Roman match, we'll get into it on the other show, but. It, it, it was good, but it just didn't. You know, it was weird, a very odd ending, but whatever. Um, but anyway, so. We thank you guys again for joining us here today on the show. There's plenty to get into because 
right before WrestleMania night two actually went down, we had ourselves our very first annual chop sports fantasy baseball draft. But before we get into that news that broke over the weekend, which was relatively really shitty. If you're a Mets fan, um, is that Jacob deGrom is going to be shut down for a month. Now, they say month. I hear four weeks. I see this going a, a lot longer, dude. So like, here's what this is. And it sucks. They said that they're going to re-image him in a month and then reassess the timetable from there. So he the, might not even have initial, baseball the, activity. The initial thing that I saw was four to eight weeks, which leaves it very open-ended. It's two months. Bro. I guess shout out to the Mets for kind of at least giving a timetable because last year they didn't give any info on the Grom's injury whatsoever. No, so they kept that on the wraps. I guess there's uh, no clear picture as to what took place or they're hoping that rehab could heal this or just time off, but it, it looks to me like DeGrom is headed towards surgery. And I hate to say that because – what do I hate to say? It I don't really hate to say it. It, it just is a fact. I think DeGrom is going to have some So now, not only soon. that, and they get the DeGrom news, and then like the next day, Scherzer's pulled from his start with a hamstring issue. And it's like, is this thing ever going to get off the ground? Like, are um, Mets fans plagued? Like, the, this the is, Scherzer this thing, I, I think there's – there's obviously an issue with the hamstring, right? But I think if it was regular season... He would have gone. The stretch run, Scherzer would have been fine. A hamstring is nowhere near as bad as inflammation in your pitching shoulder where they're going to re-image it in a month. Like, well, Scherzer, it's all bone, hamstring, thankfully. Hamstring, you know. Just give it a little bit of time, maybe more time than usual at his age. And this point in the season, just get him ready. But um, maybe you could say blessing in disguise for Scherzer. Give him a little bit of rest early. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. All, all I do it. know is that Rob is in the comments fighting with people. So, and like, you're right here. <laughs> like, you're, like I'm, I'm looking back and forth. I'm like, why is he, who's he arguing with? Um, but anyway, that's our resident, uh, I guess, bodyguard. Right. <laughs> Razzle Rob making sure everything's uh, tight inside there. Chris Payne coming in. Mets blew their load in spring training. Usually they wait until the all-star break to fall apart. <laughs> yeah, Not wrong. I, no, I think the Mets are going to be fine. They got a loaded roster. I was looking that's at That's the thing. Like, I think this, this roster, Uncle Stevie put together a good roster to weather storms, but I don't know if a storm without DeGrom and Scherzer would be weatherable. I know that's probably not a word. I, I, I went for it. Weatherable. I think Scherzer will be back maybe even ready for his first start. So he, that well, first start he'd be he'd be opening day starter. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no there's no guarantee he's going to miss time in regular right. season right now. Well, and this is one of the first off seasons in a long time where you constantly hear the Mets almost like every day, every other day. So it's it's kind of exciting to be a Mets fan right now. Uncle Steve's got them. Yeah, of course. In position um, to, to listen. Compete. They had a better off season than the Yankees fan. did. Yeah, the Mets did great. They, they did great. The Outside. Yankees, the Yankees put it. a bunch of Band-Aids on bullet holes. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> but, but I heard now, that today, now they got, a, they got, got to some work it. to do because you <clears throat> could put it all together on paper, but you know better than anybody as a Mets fan. They've been here before, and maybe not as consistently or as often as you'd like for a team playing in New York with that ability to use the payroll. But at this point right now, Mets fans have a lot to be excited about. The DeGrom thing sucks. Over on the other side of New York, there's some news coming out with the Aaron Judge contract that hopefully we get things sorted before the six because the last thing that anybody wants is them to actually have to face arbitration and deal with all that and ha talking about how Judge isn't worth the money. We Prediction don't want time. Go ahead. What's he going to get? Well, he's going to get a one-year deal right now. No, no, no. I'm talking about that long-term deal. What's it looking like? I'm a, it's not gonna, not it, only it, the money. It's not the money issue. At least seven years, but I think you think seven. Go, yeah. See, I think they go five. I don't know about signing the judge to it. Like when that guy gets hurt, he gets okay, hurt. Okay, so and, and he so, stay out for a lengthy. So you amount don't of time. think that judge, if he wants to test the market after this season, he's going to get a seven year deal somewhere. Judge will get paid. Judge is going to get paid. There's no doubt about it. It's time to pony up, Hal. And it's a different <laughs> it's time situation. To pony up. You have to look. You have to look beyond with the Yankees in this spot. 
look just beyond the numbers and the the potential injury. Now, understanding that they have two contracts that are thirty million annually through twenty twenty seven. That's not a good equation for any team to be signing a cornerstone piece like Judge, who's going to demand definitely upwards of 30, 35 million a year, if not more. I have no idea. I'm saying like 35 is what yeah, you're going to get Judge at. Wow, yeah, man. Yeah, like Jesus Christ. Because right now, the Yankees cannot afford to lose Aaron Judge. It will be a PR nightmare. He's the face of the franchise. He's the new Jeter, so to speak, the new Mattingly. If there's a guy that you could pick out of the Yankees the last five, ten years since Jeter's kind of yeah, You can't miss him. He's like six, seven. Aaron Judge is the guy that you would pick, to, you would dub to be the next captain. I would say so, yeah. So Aaron Judge can't go anywhere. He gets the big deal. Um, the Yankees have to pay a little bit of a premium to keep their guy in town, understanding that Aaron Judge will demand a boatload of money on the open market, if nothing else other than the fact of prying him away from the Yankees. But look what other these other players are getting. You know, you, you know what these other guys that are getting. What's a ton crazy of money. to me is that the Yankees payroll is through the roof again. But then look at like where it's allocated. It's allocated to like four players. You know what I'm saying? Like some when the Mets and everybody else and the Dodgers and they're spending all this crazy money, they're they're divvying that out very well. Whoa. The Yankees have divvied it out to Cole, who uh, uh, Stanton's monster contract they took on, right? And and that's really it. Well, if you if think about looking, it, you like, can't compare the Dodgers to anyway. Lemayu, right I guess the, Dodge, the Dodgers are just on a different. Uh, they're on a different plane <laughs> when it comes to what they're willing to do and the guys are willing to pay. So you can't really go by the Dodgers because they just broke the mold. They they took what the Yankees did years ago and they said, "All right, hold my beer. We're going to do this, but we're going to do it a lot worse." Ever since Magic Johnson became involved with the Dodgers, they were just all about spending money. Good for them. Um, you watch that new show about the Lakers? Yeah, I'm three three episodes in. I'm about Worth three episodes it? in too. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. very good. You got very me. Good. I'm in there. Very good. It's very good. It's, uh, John C. Riley is playing the owner of the, I the Lakers. See, I, I still was in it. Is yeah, it, exactly. is it the, kid playing, the kid who's playing Kareem? I'm not Kareem. Uh, Magic, great new actor, brand new, so his first role, like first big role. So like, it's it's a good show, and it's shot really cool too. A lot so of you behind get, the scenes stuff though. Well, not, it's, it's, not, that, it's all but basketball. They, they, or? they pitch it. They pitch it in a way they're saying like, by the way. Not all of this is true, but like most of it's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, I like the way that like if 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 I'm talking to you on screen, like oh you know we got to draft this guy, and, he, and he'll look directly at the camera saying that's why I didn't draft yeah, this they, guy. They break like they're, uh, they're breaking that fourth oh, wall. It's actually oh, pretty cool. cool. Okay, I like okay, in a very yeah. very good way. Cool. Yeah, I, I definitely like a dig girl. It. The the one of the assistants that works for the older owner, I think it's Cook. Okay. Yeah, right? I just. She gets constantly sexually harassed and bossed around, and like as she's like walking out, of where the is room, she from? She'll look over at the camera and like oh, like, like the office kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sweet. I'll watch that. Where is that girl from? That's definitely somebody that's like I would imagine L.A. because no. the show is. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. No, I'm I just saying I've seen saying. that girl before, but Bro, there's young, this, like there's real this young. Website that it's crazy. The internet. You uh, just here go, we go on Google uh, right. or IMDb. <laughs> it's called Google.com, yes. and I'll go check that out myself. But yes, actually, it reminds me of Boogie Nights. That's that's the shot like that with that grainy older look. I, I like it a lot. Um, but anyway, so. Yes, unfortunate news for the Mets. The Yankees have been super quiet. Um, they're bringing in, you know, they got one more start, I think, today, and then everybody packs up and they're going to the Bronx. I'm ready for baseball season. Enough of this. We don't need any more injuries. It's also, it. the DeGrom injury is a, is a perfect point as to why you should not hold your fantasy baseball draft until the Sunday before the opening day. Because could you imagine using a high-end pick on DeGrom? You would in the first pick? round. That's what I'm saying. If you pick DeGrom 10th, 
a week and a half ago, and now you're sitting there like, God damn it. That's it. Like, Season what if it over. never happened? Right. It, it, it's big time. So speaking of our fantasy baseball draft, so we had that yesterday, 12 of us, myself and Gucci are in it, uh, Auto Draft Dina's in it. She's she's yeah. also in the league. Um, she picks, um, she she pulls a swerve and a rabbit out the hat and gets Garrett Cole, uh, I believe, at Eight. seven, eighth. Right, and then she doesn't take another picture till this morning. Actually, <laughs> she has still not added one more picture. Uh, the biggest swerve was all signs are pointing to Gooch taking Otani in with pick one, round one. Get that double threat. Let's do it. Otani's not the pick. The swerve was thrown. Yes. the wrench was thrown yes, into the I draft. Had early. Plenty of time to do my research on this. And why I didn't you draft Otani? Why I didn't draft Otani? It's because. If you took him and you separated him in a daily league or in any league for that matter, you can't start him in both spots at the same time. So to re there's a lot of like missing points in terms of Otani's realized points is what I'm looking at here. Essentially what you're doing if you draft Otani first is you're taking that that potential for the the best bat in baseball, which Otani has a good bat, but if you looked at even last season's averages per game, mm -hmm. Otani's average fantasy points per game were, you know, around 10 to 15 depending okay. on your league. So I'm not I'm not taking the 15th best hitter overall just because he also pitches and if you broke down his pitching starts, he's around the 35th pitcher. So to me that's like the 8th to 10th round value. So it's I'm not trading the first pick overall for a third round pick and a 10th round pick or an 8th round pick. I'm just not doing it. So I'd rather take my guy Juan Soto and just enjoy the the plug and play bat. You leave him in, you not plug and play, the set and forget guy. You leave him in Otani also it diminishes his value because he's only eligible at utility or DH. So you're kind of handcuffed. You can't there. have them both at the same time. My point being is you can't put him at outfield or first base. You know, so you're oh. stuck putting him in that. So you lose a lot of flexibility in a daily lineup because Otani's just stuck there. So you can't move things around. I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but in in this league it is. Okay. So Otani, he took a walk. I took Juan Soto first. I uh, I was eyeing uh, my guy, big man crush on uh, Bryce Harper, and I wanted him very badly. Uh, I had the ninth overall pick, and AJ, former intern, Mr. Prop Beaver himself, scoops up Bryce Harper two spots before me. I can't say that I'm mad with what I who I wind up with. I wound up with Mookie Betts, one of the best players in baseball, so like I'm not mad at it, um, but definitely – was mad at the fact that I didn't get him. And then, I, like I said, Dina throws the wrench in, takes Cole with eighth. Um, Scherzer goes 11th. Toast was the big pivotal one. I wanted to see what he did with the 12-13, and he winds up taking Corbin Burns and Kyle Tucker. That's pretty good. I, yeah. I, I think that's a nice little Kyle combo. Kyle Tucker might be a little bit, bit of a reach, but picking where he picks, if you want that guy, you got to take him You got to take him there. And then, of course, my ace was Robbie Ray, so hopefully he's an innings eater upper uh, like he's been. And then, of course, uh, the biggest wrench of the draft was thrown in by somebody not even involved in the draft, and that's when Jimmy Palumbo came back here to return the camera to chop studios and uh he did the ultimate no-no yeah, when you're bro, doing a fantasy bro, let me, draft can i take i'm gonna take over here yeah, so go jimmy ahead. walks in drive and, the bus and i had just put giancarlo stanton in my draft next queue so basically i'm uh, you know i'm about to be picking in about 10 picks so nobody has brought this guy up i'm looking at the list and i don't see him necessarily on the horizon i know that you know, there's a chance. Now, Dina luckily picked him, and she wasn't in the room, so she didn't hear it. But Jimmy broke the cardinal rule, and he came in, and he drops John Carlos. No, no, we, 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 we made it sure that she definitely has the room bugged. 
Yeah, so, so that's I'm like, she heard it. She heard it and the drafted next from pick home. Was Giancarlo Stan? But I'm sitting in the room and Jimmy comes in there and now everybody's sitting there in between draft picks and they're siphoning. Keep through. in mind, there's only like six you're of siphoning us. siphoning through like, okay, who's gonna, who am I gonna pick next? You're loading up your players in your queue, all that good stuff. Jimmy comes in and he drops, he does the cardinal sin and he drops Giancarlo Stan's name. I gave him a look and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and I, I, I lipped it angrily, but I didn't want the rest of the room to know that I was pissed off because. Then it would have played my hand that, like, he's clearly picking him next. Um, so I tried to let Jimmy know just how aggravated I was all the while, but he just, I don't think he read the room right. No, he did not read the because room. Because I kept then giving him a look like, would you shut the fuck up, Jim? <laughs> and he kept going, oh, you guys are fucking dumb. You didn't pick John Carlo. He's the best, he's the best in player in the league. They I'm stopped like, traffic for this guy. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm so angry right now. I'm, I'm skipping the show tomorrow. But no, I'll be there for the show. Do you know but, why you know, I picked him? Jimmy, God why, why did you pick John Carlo? the only guy you knew at that point. Yes, and I liked his name. Oh, all right. Well, see, that's well, he had, he <laughs> had bombs. Who let her also, in? Also, if you if you need a pitcher, you know, let's talk. I right. also like his name. If you want to give her to Garrett Cole too, I also talk. like his name. Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a big uh, Giancarlo. I only Stanford. have one Yankee, and it's uh, Isaiah Kiner Falefa. That doesn't count, Blah, even though I do think he's going to be a solid. Just uh, it'd be know, a good guy, but I don't know if he's going to hit for average no, or anything like that. He's going to field plug and play. I'll be so good. Uh, that's how you broke your phone. Apparently, according <laughs> to Scoop, is how is because Jimmy came in and you just oh it's it's so funny Scoop that you chime in. It's funny you should chime in because you then also broke the same goddamn rule by talking about my man Luis Severino. Okay, Severino was there listed as a relief pitcher, and I know that he's on the front page of all the people. But not one whisper, not nothing. Nobody said anything. And I said, you know what? Yeah, he's going to get to me, and I'm going to take the second can't. best pitch on the Yankees. I played the fifth on this one, and I didn't say anything during that little dust-up between you and Scoop. I but, wanted to kill but him. Scoop, I got to admit, man, you can't do that. I don't give a fuck where the guy is on the list. That was a bad job. He's like, he's on the main page. I'm like, no, so um, is everybody just, it's else. It's simply just something that you should not do. Not at all. At all. Period. The end of story. Also, you know what else you probably shouldn't do? Show up live and draft ever again. <laughs> I fucking hated it. No offense to anybody that showed up. It Did was the pandemic ruin time. that experience for you? Like, no, are you what officially going forward? What ruined the experience was being Scoop. asked a fucking question at all by anybody when I'm trying to focus on what I'm doing. There was too many times where I'm prepared. I'm well prepared. But then I pick, and then because I pick first, I have now 23 picks in between when I pick next. So I kind of get into a conversation, and then all of a sudden it's six picks later. You don't even know who went, so I have guys that I'm looking to draft that just got picked. Don't just blame me. the guys. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> With starting conversation. Uh, but this That was tail end, and honestly, I know what he's getting at. I actually came in and was trying to show me videos of a cat licking a Cheeto or something when I was I was like, <laughs> was the best part. I have but two she's picks like, Chris, back look. to back. She's like, look, Chris, and I just look. put my and hand And then you're like, no, 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 hold my, on. My voice also just cracked. No, that was terrible. I think I, I, think I covered you up there. She's like, Chris, look, Chris, look. And Chris kind of gave her the hold on one second. She goes, yeah, but it's a cat licking a Cheeto. Like, it was the funniest. I laughed real hard. And I was like, it's probably a really good video, but All Chris right. is on the clock. Yes. All right. So now for anybody that has a fantasy draft, that that was funny. But this, this we're going to give some pertinent information for anybody that is kind of looking at some of these players that you might be targeting that went super late in our draft. Uh, Luis Robert went in the seventh round. I think mm. that has a chance to be he's, – he's like fifth in the AL to win MVP. Him going that late. Um, you You're on the way back picks were good, with the, but there was a risk with Acuna. Yeah. Like that one, I think not, you took a little I bit mean, of a risk. Like Acuna, but. I think, is going to be fine. Last year, he was the best hitter in fantasy before he went down. I think he'll pick up right Who was the dude off. that got the DV, the domestic violence stuff, on the Braves? He was having a hell of a year, too, and then he got derailed. 
Yeah, he's not on the list, though. So I, I can't think of the name off the top of oh, my head. Right. But Luis Robert, great pick. I think he has a chance this year to, to really come into his own. You look at his doubles last year. I like young players. I should have told you this before the draft. Check all young players' doubles. If they have a lot of doubles. It means they're hustling. No, it means that, like, as they get that manpower, meaning, like, you're 21, 22 years old, and you're hitting a lot of doubles, by the time you're 23, 24, 25, those doubles turn into home runs. So, Like my boy, Whit. Yeah, he, he might be a little early on him, but he's going to be productive. Um, maybe not the man I yet. decided to take a prehistoric risk uh, later on in the draft. And this is why ESPN now has me ranked as an 8% chance to make the playoffs. Um, I took a risk on Robbie Cano to play a little DH for me. It's not uh, really a risk. I think that's a good value. I took a very long, long shot worst on Albert the, Pujols. Worst pick of the draft was uh, Trevor Bauer in the 14th round. Uh, that was you. But, but I also think that there is a chance that that could be one of the better picks the draft. Mm-hmm. I'll just have to sit there and wait. There's 36 spots in the roster. I also took Domingo Herman and put him on the 60-day IL, <laughs> so I'll grab him around 4th of July. Uh, but yeah, no, overall, I think the... Um, Dave, there's a good chance that the last three players that you named... Cano, you'll probably start here and there. The other guys, you might never put in. I told you what's going to happen. It's going to come down to the last day. I'm going to be playing somebody where I need like 10 points to win, and I'm going to have Pujols in my lineup, and he's going to go yard twice, and I'm going to win because of Albert effing Pujols. Like, get out of here. Crazy. 10 points, you would probably need Listen, to Listen, man, I'm, just, I'm arbitrarily just yeah, throwing out no, a number. We're we're I don't good. even know. I just had to ask you another question today about, like, setting lineup. It's been so long since, like, I used to do a roto league where it's like, set it, forget about it. You know what I mean? And, like, see what works best, and then you got to watch your innings and this, that, and the third. You know that I used to get penalized for innings? That's bullshit. Okay. Isn't that like a thing? Like No, no. It's just like the rules, the league rules. It depends on the league. Well, this league ain't doing it. We're not getting penalized for innings. No, I know. Because it's normal baseball. (laughs) That's baseball, Susan. People would argue that my league is not that normal, but... I I like like your league so far. I mean, so far. I mean, obviously, I played Carl week one, so your ass is mine, Carl. Um, Anyway, so... That was our fantasy baseball draft. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time, other than the hiccups known as Jimmy Palumbo and Scoop. And, uh, you know, Scoop's guys were real good dudes, too. So they came in here. They I met those guys. Actually, funny story. I met those guys the night that the Packers lost to the Niners. One guy's a Niners fan. So he was uh, big, big on the Niners um, for that one. So... Guys, behind every great sports fan is a spouse or a significant other that tirelessly puts up with us day in and day out, and sometimes they're even bigger fans than we are. At Chop Sports, we're all about helping all brands expand their business, and today we want to talk to you guys about a women's clothing company out of North Carolina called Lilac and Sage Boutique. Tell them, Dita. Lilac and Sage Boutique is a veteran-owned, LEL spouse-operated boutique based out of North Carolina. They were founded by those who serve. Their goal is to continue their service by providing affordable clothing to other hardworking women. They ship orders all over the world. They have all sorts of amazing styles, ranging from women's tops, rompers, to sundresses. I myself have already purchased way too many items, and I'm coming back for more. Guys, you have to act now, and at checkout, be sure to let them know you heard about them via Chop Sports by entering the code CHOP10 and get 10% off your purchase at checkout. Visit them online right now at www.lilacsageboutique.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Lilac Sage Boutique and join their mailing list like I did so I don't miss any of their new arrivals. You heard it from the producer herself, ladies and gentlemen. Check out lilacsageboutique.com.
You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Janine right now. Anyway, before we get into any of the basketball stuff, I do have to talk to you guys about the Fusco Insurance Agency. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Fusco, who, by the way, emailed me last week. This is the brand new logo you're seeing on your screen right now. He emailed me saying, can we focus on a couple things per week? He could do whatever he wants because he's partnered with Chop Sports. Very pumped about it. He offers personal and commercial lines, life insurance, health insurance. They even help with retirement, employee benefit administration. This is the full force powerhouse agency it's tax season we actually just got our taxes back yesterday we're not back but like we got them filed yesterday if you want to file through him he uses his own very own prestige tax group tax preparation and planning they do bookkeeping payroll retirement planning insurance and asset protection and even life settlements if you got bad credit if you're struggling with that be sure to head on over to the fiscally fit credit repair that Fusco Insurance Agency offers. They offer exclusive plans, and Fusco's promise to you is that you cannot lose any money, and you can participate in all the gains with a cap. If you're looking for a blend of personal service and expertise, you've come to the right place. They offer a broad range of services, business owners, independent professionals. Their rates are very affordable. He's very experienced, and of course, the most important part about all of this, he's a good dude. It's a good agency. Go check him out. The website's on the bottom of the screen. If you're listening, it's www.fusco.com insuranceagency.com so that's fusco and i hope he had a great weekend as well and of course yes, the yes, re-debut yes. of the manscape so, reads boys spring has sprung and i'm wondering if you started your spring cleaning yet because i have you need to mow the lawn you need to trim the hedges spring has sprung global leaders in below the waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants time <laughs> to clear out your winter bush and join four million men worldwide who trust manscape by going to manscape.com for 20 percent off use the promo code shop sports all right so you all know that the manscape has the full package you need for your balls this summer for performance package 4.0 offers the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer with the led light that we all know and love Keeps your balls smelling like tulips. Did you write that? I did not write because that. Because I do not want my balls smelling that was, like tulips. That was copy. I feel like that that's a copy major from, red flag. from Manscaped. Nonetheless, we could take care of all the smells because <laughs> we got the crop preserver and the ball deodorant. And what do you do with it? You slap your hands together, <laughs> give it a nice lather, and go down. What would you call it? Aisle five? You just slide that hand up that ass crack, otherwise known as aisle five, that's right? Y'all can't see him acting this out. Yeah. Right? And then and then what you got is you just to let gravity do the work and uh-huh, it drips down okay, to the tank okay. jungle. Um, after you use the trimmer, of course, with the LED 4K billion light. Is that what we're calling it? The 4K billion now? So, yes, we also got the, the trimmer, right? The ear and ear the weed hair whacker. and nose hair trimmer, the weed whacker. Is it also a 4.0? I don't know. Sure. We'll call it the 5.0. So Why the, not? The ear, the ear hair trimmer and the nose hair whacker 5.0. <laughs> you stick it in your nostril. Make sure you clean it off good afterwards because if your girlfriend's going to be using it, she will definitely call you out for the boogers that you leave in that. Yikes. Trench. So, okay. boys and girls, 
Lawnmower 4.0, manscaped.com, 20% off. Use the promo code CHOPSPORTS. Thank you very much. Don't forget about the plow 2.0. Don't forget about the plow. This plow is brand new. So, look, this is the whole thing that I don't understand. I've had no issue in the past using this one on my balls and my face because it is also waterproof. So, but the problem is not everybody cleans it well, even though you're in the water. And not Mm -hmm. everybody kind of cleans their ass that great either. So, there's no reason why you should be using your asshole trimmer on your face so no more of that you got the what is it called the buzz cutter what is it the snow plow it's just the plow the plow right the snow plow the face plow this sounds like a terrible porno the face plow <laughs> 2.0 i'm sure i'll get a text about that from ash but nonetheless it's got all the what? goods you won't and, get it and on yeah. a more serious note on a more serious note yes. we got um where is it where, where are we looking here do i have that yes you have it Okay, yes. So April is the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month, and Manscaped is partnered with Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. So it's the We Save Balls initiative. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as we save the balls. So I know everybody everybody that's listening either has had an issue or knows somebody very close to them or even just a family friend who has had an issue with their balls having a lump on them. So I remember way back in like elementary school, everybody joked when we got the... they passed around the prosthetic nut sack. You could take this graphic down. Oh, it's good. I was showing Dave. I was going to pass him the prosthetic oh, nut sack. Yes. Where you get prosthetic to kind of massage nuts. around and feel for that lump. Very important, All boys. Right. I'm going to tell you right now. Hold on. I, I'm going to tell you right now. That's never happened in my life. Me you, neither. Me neither, Chris. Have, so I don't know have, where the hell you, you went to school. Have, you didn't have. Well, I went to Woodbridge Township. So and they they were you went to Colonia. Okay. They passed around a prosthetic ball sack with <laughs> fake cancer lumps in it. What class was this? This was sex ed. This was in elementary school. This is right after you found the radioactive rock. Next to the rock, it was next to the rock. Maybe that's where the ball cancer grew from the radioactive rock. Terrible joke. Christ, Jesus, hell. Nonetheless, they did pass that around, and it's a very important um, thing. Make sure today, if you're watching this show, when you're taking a shower later and you're trimming with your 4.0 lawnmower, make sure you give a good grip and feel your ball sack. You don't even have to uh, do the paper bag or the the plastic bag. The bat wing. You actually want (laughs) to squeeze it tight, right? So get a handful at the base. Right and squeeze your balls right tight, and then you massage it and make sure you don't have any lumps. What in if? There. Hold on, wait a second. So I have a question. So you know when you <laughs> used to go to the doctors really right happening. for football, and you know the, the yeah cough. The, uh-huh. the nurse would put her your nuts in her hand and say, Just "Making cough. sure you don't have a hernia." What was that about? Does hernia. That do anything? Hernia, hernia detection. Bro, I used to put my nuts in cough all the time and never felt my nuts shake or nothing. How do you know if there's, you have a hernia? How do they know? Well, if you It'll if you expand. were a doctor, then maybe you would know. But I don't. <laughs> so, I sure as hell. Well, don't. I'm not the one. Well, you're asking us as if like I have WebMD right here. I teacher hand him a thing of <laughs> fake nuts. I thought he would know. Very true. Very true. But like, <laughs> not nobody, wrong. I was holding the balls and I was like, okay, now cough. And they didn't fucking cough. So what I was like, wacky, I have no idea how this thing. works. But guess what? You can go to manscaped.com and uh, support the uh, We Save Balls initiative. 20% off if you use the code CHOP SPORTS. So we're back with Manscaped. Thank you. Gooch, we appreciate that you. That will improve. I didn't. I I oh, looked yeah. at this as if I was reading it, and I read. You didn't none read. Of it. You didn't read that one line where uh, you can smell oh fresh and so clean, clean, and check yourself. Oh no! Before yeah. you wreck yourself, I did that on purpose. Oh, you wreck <laughs> oh boy! Anyway, this past weekend, it wasn't just about WrestleMania, ladies and gents. It was about the NCAA Final Four, and one of the better games of the weekend, one of the better games of the tournament, uh, was in fact. UNC and Duke. And now everybody out there, uh, and I, I felt like outside of 
maybe two, three people that I know that were really pulling for Duke because they're Duke fans. This was a very pro-heavy UNC crowd as far as the people that I know. I know you, Nick Shine, uh, other people that are just North Carolina crazy Tar Heel fans. Um, but they got the job done, and it was a it was a great game. Bro, like 17 or 18 lead changes. Like, it was yeah. absolutely nuts. Uh, a great game. Like I said, I watched it on my phone. It is the final blow to Coach K, and, and it's it. No more. And uh, apparently he didn't do much handshaking at the end. Is oh, what, he's such a bitch. That's, is what I'm reading, sad, uh, that he kind of just walked off, said peace. You know, But I did see him and Hubert Davis embrace. So I got to admit, though, look, I have no issue with being a sore loser. I'm definitely one of them. So I'm not going to necessarily crucify Coach K. What what gets me is like the post-game press conference where Coach K is like, guys, it's not about me. Like, bro, it's always been about you. Don't sit here in front of everybody now and talk like it's not. It has always been about Coach K. And anybody that's a Duke fan might disagree with me, but in your core, you know that Coach K is definitely a narcissistic prick. Am I wrong about this? Look at I his mean, face the entire tournament. That's you know? hard. It's hard to look at his face the entire tournament. I mean, yeah, I'm not a fan of hard Coach to look K. At. Now, people will sit here and say, and this is what people always do to me. They're like, oh, Coach K, you talk so much shit, but you got to admit he's the GOAT, right? I, I actually don't. I don't admit it. I don't have to admit anything. I think Coach K is well, what the, over I, I, I compare him. I, ca I can make the comparison to like when people talk to you about Belichick. Like, hard to look at. But he's the goat. Well, Belichick and, and Coach K, I think, are on different planes. I think when you're in a when you look, college basketball and the NFL are different. I think when you're a perennial powerhouse like a Duke or a Kentucky, it's almost made easier for you. Now, Coach K had a lot to do with that, and I'm not and I'm not disagreeing that I'm not discounting anything the guy's done. It, that would be ridiculous to do. Right. But I think in the in the Mount Rushmore of coaching, I would put Belichick on there way before Coach K, and you could make the case that. Coach K is the greatest college basketball coach of all time, for sure. I think dealing with professionals is a little bit harder. And when you're at Duke, recruiting college basketball players is very easy, you know, at this point. And like I said, he put himself in that position. I can't take that away from him. But Do you think that changes the landscape as far as uh, recruiting goes? Now that Coach K is not going anymore? Yes, I do. But at the end of the day, I'm sure Duke has had their his heir apparent in there for quite some time now. Right. John Shire, yeah. So um, he's he's a guy that pretty much has been brought along to do what he's doing, and I don't think Duke is going to miss a beat. North Carolina is right now in the very similar spot where they lost another legendary coach. Roy Williams goes, and look what Hubert Davis says. Them Hell North yeah. Carolina former is, Nick is fine. So uh, I will ask you this, and it was brought up on the Chop Sports Facebook group. I think Brian Casey brought it up. Um, is this the greatest rivalry in sports right now? Currently, Duke North Carolina. No. What's better? Um, I tried to I, think, I tried to I pitch think, the, the Red Sox Yankees, I think it's but hard. that's lost it, its luster. It's hard. It, it definitely hasn't lost its luster. You talk to me if there's a playoff match. Like last year, that was a great game. Now, just in terms of the way athletes approach things Depends now, I think great. All, rivalries, all rivalries have taken a backseat in terms of how they used to be, right? Um, the players now are all friends. A lot of these guys, it's not, it's not like the hatred and the vitriol that you used to see back in the day. Um, but yeah, like in terms of, on the court in terms of the, the amount of games the played, you look at Coach K's career against North Carolina after this loss, fifty and fifty. So yes, it's a great rivalry. But when you're talking about the greatest in sports, it's hard for me to give it to one or the other. It's like which one draws the most passion out of you. If you're a college basketball fan, you're clearly going to say that. If you're an NFL fan, you might say uh, Ravens Steelers. You might say Packers Bears. You might say Cowboys in any East team in the east you know like it depends on where you're where you're at in, in your sports fanhood but for me it's just hard for me to go with anything other than um than nfl or 
or MLB. just because of the like, juggernaut that, that they yeah, are. I just think that I'm a pro sports guy. So for me, it would be Packers Bears. I'm a Packers fan. That's not even Yankees, close. It would be Yankees Red that, Sox. The rivalries have to be competitive. It, yeah, the Packers and Bears haven't been competitive. So, so it hasn't been competitive for a years. while, but it used to be the other way around. Like the Bears and the Packers, if you look at their totals, it is competitive. It just hasn't been for a while. So while I agree, you know. Well, that's why I asked if it was, was the best in was sports it, right now. Was it, now I, I asked you this question. How, before 2003, was it competitive between the Yankees and the Red Sox? I feel like at, it was almost at its peak when it wasn't competitive. I thought it was at its peak when the Yankees actually lost. Well, that's, not to me, it wasn't. <laughs> it's at its peak. I'm just saying that the darkest time in my life. No, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree as a fan. But at, at when they hated each other back then, we we're talking the, the bloody sock. We're talking, the, you know, the just the Clemens and all. You know what I mean? Like that's when it was the the hottest. If anything, when we lost that series, um, would probably be the hottest in the peak that it was. But like I'm talking about, like right now. It's hard. I mean, maybe like college football, like uh, you know, Bama and somebody, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State. The you know, with because right those now, guys, at least those programs, are always putting out product. You know, even when you said the Cowboys against anybody in the East, like yeah, of course. There's nobody I hate more in life than the Giants, Eagles, and the Redskins or the Commanders, whatever the fuck they are. Um, like, there's nobody I hate more than them. But it's not much of a rivalry when Dallas can stomp them out every so often. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a rivalry to me. Yeah. Like, it's a rivalry because I grew up with it. But, like, right now in sports, I think Duke and North Carolina kind of take the well, cake. Here's a tidbit right now. With, that, with Duke losing on Sunday or whatever. They're even, they, right? Or, yeah. Well, in Coach K's career, that made it Right, it was 49-50. Now it's 50 and 50. So it's kind of cool for John Shire to step in now. And it's like, all right, well, now it's zero. New legacy, zero. It's zero, and zero. It's yeah. him and Hubert Davis. So it's like, let's we're both new coaches. Let's go and we'll start our own thing. And that's why college basketball, Duke, North Carolina is fantastic. It's great. It's still Duke and North Carolina. Correct. No matter who's coaching. I'm also kind of how do you feel about the whole, you know, naming your successor? You like that idea? When you're when you're Coach K, when you you could do that, but like by when, the way, there won't be a search. It's well, this guy. Well, I He's wouldn't the coach. say I wouldn't say that that's happening by any stretch. I think it's a collective agreement where they're sitting there and you're talking about when you have the relationship that Coach K has with Duke, which means like he is Duke. You know, he goes and he yeah. calls shots. Coach K is going to be with the program, I'm sure, doing certain other things. Maybe not in the capacity that he's now with the recruiting and things, but. Coach K and the Duke athletic director, however they run things over there, I'm sure that, like I said, they've had this meeting for years on years, and this guy's been handpicked just to keep the ball rolling the same way. And that's typically how it should be done when you have success the way they have. There's no reason to, to break the mold. Okay. Interesting. Uh, the other game on the other side, a little bit of a landslide. Uh, to my surprise, I picked Nova um, to win that game. Now, that's not true. I picked – I did it cash on both games. Thank you, Toast, for those bets. Um, but Kansas takes them out 81-65, uh, and now Villanova's story is over. Um, again, I didn't see this game. So I can't tell you what what was what, but I, I just by looking at the score, don't know his I'm a, name. I'm a what, box score know, guy, I guess. I gotta, right now, I gotta look. Don't know the dude's name. Maybe Rob's got it in here, but the dude from Kansas, the white kid, could shoot, catch and release. I don't know how many points he had, but he hit some big shots, and they were like they were like it's rare when you could see like a highlight reel th three. You know, this dude had dudes in his face, and his release was so quick. Um, not sure his name though because I didn't watch the game, but I just saw the highlights. But it was no not much of a game. They they beat them, belled, uh, pillar to post, you could call it. They beat the shit out of them. Uh, they did get away. I did watch the score as it was happening because I was busy. But like I, I was like, like this is kind of getting away from them. Kansas quick. shoots like that, they're going to be tough to beat. 
So that leads us to obviously tonight. Yeah, UNC. tonight Monday, by the way, is the yeah. national championship game. UNC's got a uh, an injury situation. What's the guy's name that hit, hurt his ankle? Uh, Manic Bacot or whatever. He's like he's one of their like yeah. reading a, a, a some secret some secret uh, some secret footage was released that Coach K actually went up to that guy and said you're the best player in the country. Like like after the fact, um, secret but footage. Coach K was like, guys, guys, come over here, film this. <laughs> Bring I'm the about crew. To, about Bring to tell everybody this guy that he's the best, so everyone sees how great of a guy I am. Sorry. I, you know, Tommy D brought up a point before um, saying that, like, you, you're all about Coach K and hating on I'm, him. I'm glad you brought this up. And, and, I was but you're an Aaron Rodgers guy. He's very similar. Him. Is Aaron Rodgers similar? He, he does like the attention. Um, he does. does. the media. So my thing is Aaron Rodgers makes it about him. I think at this point he's just playing with the media. I don't think Aaron Rodgers gives a oh, shit. Oh, he could play him like a fiddle at this point. Yeah, also, no, in, no, during definitely. the season, in-game situations, you might want to say Aaron Rodgers, the off-season drama, fine. But when it's when it's after the game, Aaron Rodgers isn't. I don't think there's been much issues with Rodgers in season at all. Making it about him, I feel like if anything, he deflects, talks, making posts about how yeah. his. I mean, maybe I, guess, I see the point. But yeah. All right. Anyway, tonight no. Kansas favored no, by. I, I also like Aaron Rodgers and I hate Coach K, so I don't see any of that. So it's a difference because your blinders are up and you don't want to actually notice. Yeah, everybody's got some bias in them. Not me. Uh, but anyway, so the Kansas, uh, they're going to go in there tonight. Minus four favorites over UNC. Uh, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm a, I was a big Hubert Davis fan uh, when he was a Nick. Uh, I was rooting for North Carolina to win the game. I thought Duke was actually going to win the game, but I was rooting for North Carolina. So I'm sticking with it, and I'm going to stick with North Carolina to win the national championship. Shout out Jesse Holly, who will be probably insufferable if they actually win the entire thing. Um, but I, I'm going to take the heels in this one. Um, you can give me the plus four all day. It's kind of the same mentality that I had going into the Duke game. Like, you're giving me four points with North Carolina? I'm so, taking that all so, day. So outside of the St. Peter's game, I don't think North Carolina was favored in any other game that they played in. I think they're an eight seed, right? Yeah. 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 That's, I think that that's pretty impressive. a point and a half in the opening round. Nice I little think dream run here. one that's in question. So North Carolina, they've been in this spot before as recently as last week or two days ago. Um Kansas hits those shots the way they sh the way they did in the, in the Final Four game. It's going to be tough to beat, like I said. But UNC has the size down low, and they, I mean, I think. Can we talk about the tip-off time of this game? No. Why? Oh, sure. Uh, why? What like, is it, like 9? 9.30? Like, look, I'm not, I'm going to sound like the get-off-my-lawn. I'm old guy, but, like, I'm 36 years old. I get tired. I got two kids. I'm very tired at the end of the day after working and then doing bath time and bedtime and all that other stuff. I gotta like. I guess it'll work for the people that are like, "Oh, cool! The game hasn't started yet. I didn't miss anything." But it's also like I need caffeine to stay up. Like, it's also the college basketball games are pretty quick. No, they're not. That's the thing that this one's gonna go two hours, three hours, uh, two hours. Halftime's gonna be longer. It's yeah, the get, pageantry of a whole intros and shit. Um, but I think Jesus Christ, to tip so this late. thing off so late is tip dumb. off is nine thirty. You said it's something to that effect. Maybe nine forty. It's it's something crazy where I'm just like, why can't it just be eight o'clock like the rest of the world? What time is it at? I, it's like nine nineteen, I think. Nine nineteen, nine eighteen. Yeah. What the fuck are we doing? Here's like, a, why? Li a little stat. So that. like, so when you get home at six p.m. Uh, in California, you could watch the game at a normal time. If they put it at eight, it would be like, hey, we don't care about you guys. You're you're still on their way home from work. They got to do it. <laughs> Makes sense. I guess. I you guess know, for that aspect. Or, but or, even, or they yeah, should just thirty plan it for the weekend. Co correct. But this is this goes along with the NF uh, the NCAA. 
uh, football championship as well. Oh, by the way, sorry, uh, I totally remiss this. Congrats are in order to South Carolina for winning the women's bracket. Huge I didn't, win. I didn't watch a single ounce of that tournament, but I did see that they won yesterday, so I don't want to totally uh, just go right over those uh, right over those girls. Um, but I, I would just say, like, the, the, the start time is just, it's got to, it's just, it doesn't, it's unnecessary. Unnecessary. Here's a little stat. So, okay. Uh, North Carolina has beaten UCLA and Duke and now faces Kansas. No team has beaten UCLA, Duke, and Kansas in the same season, whether in the NCAA tournament or otherwise, since Digger Phelps did it in 1973 with Notre Dame. Ah, 73 is a good year. I <laughs> couldn't tell you what the Digger Phelps. 73, but. So, yeah, let me go, into, was born. Let me go into a few things, Probably. too, because Rob did some, some decent uh, research this morning, and I don't want to make his hard work go to waste. Yeah, so, absolutely. a little comparison between the two teams. So, points per game, you got... You got Kansas averaging almost 80 at 78.1, and UNC very similar, 78.4. So the offenses are both pretty high-powered. Points against. So Kansas, no first-half unders, Toast. Yeah, points against. Uh, but, I mean, maybe because it's high. It's 152, yeah, it's so high. it's very high. Um, points against. You first got Kansas, half under? Kansas, Kansas has game. a far better oh. defensive team at 60.8 points per game, and UNC at 68.2. Field goal percentage, Kansas obviously shoots a little bit better because they're one of the better shooting teams. They couldn't miss in the beginning of that game. Uh, Almost shooting at a 50% clip. Uh, North Carolina is at 45%. Rebounds, as we all expected, UNC has the edge in rebounding. I think they're one of the better rebounding teams. I could be wrong, Toast. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Both assists even, which I guess is kind of irrelevant. Um, And this is kind of throws me off a little bit. The the Kansas leads has... Better team in blocks, so they have more blocks per game. Their defense is better. So I guess it doesn't really throw me off. I'm just imagining with the rebounds, you would also accompany that with with a better defensive team, but it's not the case. So the guards on on Kansas are legit at stopping things from getting to the middle. I still think UNC wins it. I think so, too. Because I'm a UNC fan. It would be a – it would be, you know, again, a great story. Eight seed, not nobody expecting them to win this thing, so – We'll see. It goes down tonight, way late. So, you know, by midnight, you'll figure out who the NCAA national champion is on the men's side of things. Uh, but, yeah, I'm also taking the plus four on that 100%. And Toast is probably not chiming in because he's getting his beauty rest. He is out there in Alaska right now, and this is the biggest game of the year for him to pick. So he's got to get it right. He's got to get it right. Can I be honest? I want. I just can't wait for college basketball to end. Oh, wow. Okay. Why? Because baseball season's here, and then we could start talking about things that I know. Such as the NFL draft that's also in full swing uh, with all the prep work and the mock drafts and all this other stuff. We'll get into that as the week goes along. Tomorrow, we thought we were going to do it today, but there was a lot of stuff to talk about today. Tomorrow, we're going to go over our MLB season predictions as far as, you know, who's winning all the divisions, who's the World yeah, Series champ. A couple champ. futures. A couple futures. I also, I want to pick MVPs. Uh, I can't say rookie of the years. That's too hard, I think. Right? I mean, like... I couldn't do it. I mean, but, I'll do it. I have all, right. all that on there. So. All right. Yeah, well, anyway, I'll pick, we'll, I'll we'll pick, pick all the awards and stuff, and we'll give your predictions. We want to hear from you guys tomorrow on your predictions as well. Uh, there's a lot of over-unders uh, as far as win totals are concerned. I was a little alarmed about the Yankees one. A lot of people are picking the under. So we shall yeah, the see. Yankees, the Yankees over-under on wins is a little alarming to me <laughs> see ken is the difference is and ken's just bringing up a uh, a point are you going to be able to stay away uh, awake for the end of the first round dave it might end at 10 30 um yeah reason being is that we'll probably be at a 
outdoor uh, wherever we are to watch the draft. So I'll clearly be awake and we'll have a party for it. And I'll have some booze in me, even though that kind of makes me tired too. But I'll be awake. All right. I'll be awake uh, for the draft. And I'm a big NFL guy. So like that stuff, I can watch the before they were good. I could watch a Jaguars-Texans game and be excited about it. Trust me on that. What you know, this basketball game tonight, don't get me wrong, championship game, greatest game of the year. Uh, I, you know, I'll be watching it, but it was also the Raw after WrestleMania. So come on now. I mean, I openly admit that I'm watching the Raw after WrestleMania yeah. before anything else. Probably the biggest Raw in like a long time. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely dive into that later on. Uh, other things that popped up over the weekend, Xavier Howard makes the big money. He gets the bag from the Dolphins. Dolphins are just free spending right now. They trade Devontae Parker. Ready for this one? Devontae Parker traded for a third to the New England Patriots, and the Cowboys got a fifth for Amari Cooper. Figure that out. Make it make sense. I don't, you know, like that's makes rough. a lot of sense. The, the Cowboys giving away the contract is where they they lost all their leverage. They got to take on that contract. Devontae Parker's I not guess. getting paid that much. Um, they actually got a little bit more than I thought, but they had to give a fifth back, which I think is irrelevant. They but. said that they that this could be in the end uh, of the uh, Keneal and Neil Harry experiment. Experiment. I might be done. I'll. I'll I'll experiment with him. Send him over to Green Bay. I could take anybody Pause. that has caught a pass in their life. You could go to Green Bay and give it a shot. Right? <laughs> because There's as of right now. A lot of targets to go around in Green Bay. Alan Lazard right is looking like wide receiver one prime material for Aaron Rodgers. So definitely, I can't believe they didn't address anything in the free agency. That's crazy. Oh, and shout out to the Seahawks. Well, Jarvis Landry's still available. But they still haven't done anything is what I'm saying. There's plenty of guys available. A lot of, a lot of draft capital but in the top. Shout out to the Seahawks, who officially tried to... They did this with the, with Russ. He's not available for trade. And then, like, eight seconds later, he was traded to the Broncos. They're saying that now for the perfect offer, DK is going to be on the move. So, I think, if I had to make a bold prediction with capital, money, everything involved, the Jets. Yes, sir. That's the, that's the, Jets, that's the Jets move to make... The ball's in their court. All they got to say is, we'll give you the 10th, and we'll give you next year's two, it would be, or some shit like that. That's where he's I, going. It's going to be lucrative. It it's going to be lucrative. I think it would be a very... Um, They're also talking about A.J. Brown. It'll be a panic move. I don't know if it's Jets. a panic move. Why would it be a Why panic move? Why it's a panic move? We, have two, we still have our top... We still have the number four if we give them the 10. The reason being is because I don't think the Jets are in a position... I think that they're a little behind on a rebuild, right? They started their rebuild for the last five years. They haven't gotten far with it. Um, while they have money, they have draft capital. The best way to build a team is not to get rid of your draft capital for a guy that is now in his second deal. So you're going to pay DK very similar to the money that uh, Devontae Adams got. You, like, you don't realize DK is going to get $25 million a year. That's crazy for a guy that I, I'd say that he has potential to be a top 10 receiver, but I don't think he is one. Would you do the same deal for an A.J. Brown? No, he has no knees. And I like A.J. Brown, the player. I think he's a tough guy, and he played two seasons ago with two knee surgeries needed, one on each knee. But the fact is that he had knee surgery on each knee, and it's a recurring thing. I like the player. I, I forgot he actually like played investment. ball with Elijah Moore at college. I don't Both like, of them did. I don't yeah. like the investment, and I understand what they're trying to do over there. Oh, shit, you're right. I understand what they're trying to do over there with the Jets. Um, I just think it's a very similar situation with a little bit better player than Galladay that the Giants did. Just it's not the time to give the the receiver the big money because you don't even have a situation for him to to flourish in, you know. I, I just don't I don't see it. I think the Jets are a big time playmaker away from being legitimately competitive in the AFC. It's gonna be if a, you get DK Metcalf with I'm that offense of young of offense. AFC, I'm looking at the scope of the AFC. Yeah, it's it's loaded. Don't get me wrong. I just and you know. I don't I don't think that the Jets are even close. But it's all depending on how good Zach Wilson can or cannot be. 
DK may or may not help that, but DK has a drops issue and he's going to demand a ton of money. I think it's going to create issues as to retaining a lot of these players. Bro, draft capital for a team like the Jets right now, that's what they need. They don't need another a, a star receiver. Maybe they want to sell some tickets, I guess, but if you're 4 and 12, I don't give a fuck who's catching the ball. Nobody's going to give a shit. DK could have purple hair all he wants. If the team isn't winning games, DK's not selling tickets, and you're going to pay him a lot of money to be on a sucky team. That's my opinion. And, and you know what? That's valid. All that's valid. I'm not going to argue on it. I just think that the Jets have the room, both financially and draft capital-wise, to do this yeah, kind of move. you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's just I think it'll set their franchise back. I just don't I don't think the Jets are, are thinking about selling tickets right now, to be honest. I don't either. I, really I, don't don't. Think, I, th I don't think in the offseason anybody should be looking to sell tickets. I think that time comes when I mean, you're... it's business. When, but well, look, <laughs> you, sell winning games sells tickets. You're not doing a thing that's like, I don't think it's going to help us win, but, you know, Tim Tebow coming in, well, people will buy tickets. That I can understand. Well, by the way, it was available in the ML and the ESPN fantasy that. baseball draft. I can understand that Once, in a situation yeah. like you're Jacksonville, you're not going to win games. Or Carolina when their quarterback situation went to shit last year and Cam Newton became available. I don't think they thought Cam was going to come save their season, but it was like, okay, you know, we're kind of middling right now. We're on a downward trajectory. We got some injury issues. We haven't won a game in four weeks. Let's bring Cam in. To, you know, pump some life into the Remember the crowd. I'm back? That makes sense. Oh, God. I'm back. Right, and he just completely sucked he for had, the rest he of the game. Yeah, he was like four for 11, <laughs> 14 yards passing, two rushes, two yards, two touchdowns. And he was back. back. Speaking of quarterbacks. Yeah. And he fumbled one. And he also fumbled once. Did you see Kaepernick at Michigan's halftime? This weekend, what do you mean halftime? He threw two. He that's what he did. For, they did. It was a spring game, and he came out at halftime and threw. Yeah, and so there was so some wait, NFL uh, scouts so, there and stuff. So, I don't foresee that happening So what's that interesting to anymore. me about that is it's over. Um, did John or Jim Harbaugh have anything to do with his benching, or did that come after? Holy shit! Holy because shit. Jim Harbaugh is the head coach at Michigan football. What's he doing at Michigan basketballs or Michigan football's pro day? If Jim Harbaugh was one of the guys that had the was like. Behind no, but Jim Jim was on his way out though. Like yeah, Jim and it, they didn't get in, him. Kaepernick's best year was under Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, that's why this course, whole yes. thing was but, done. Yeah, but, probably, yeah. But going into the whole Kaepernick situation, I believe it was a preseason game or it was week one of the season. Like he was he was named the backup already. Was that Harbaugh's last season? No, I think Harbaugh, he was gone. I think it was gone. That, that, yeah. Well, then so then the head coach was who? Who took over for Harbaugh? I forget. Why can't I think about this? Well, what the hell? Um. Some bomb. Shanahan? No, Shanahan no. came after. Shanahan. Somebody came before Shanahan. There was Pretty somebody in between. Nolan? I think that was before Harbaugh. Mike yeah, Nolan. he took over for Nolan. And then Nolan became the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator for a cup of coffee and had the historically if anybody, if worst defense If anybody has the coach history. that took over for, for uh, Jim Harbaugh, quick. I can see Rob's Cap in the blue it. and silver, Dave. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Don't you do it. That Listen, I, and, and yes, there's been clickbait. Articles put out there by Mike Fisher of it Sports Illustrated. Chip Kelly. Chip, Chip Kelly. Kelly. Remember Jim, that shit? Jim Tomasulo was before that. Wow. So, so there was two in between? Because Harbaugh wow. had a problem with, uh, he was supposed to come back, and then whoever the oh, GM was. Oh, what Singletary? No, no that was, was before that. Oh. That was before we, Harbaugh. Doucette came out. That was the oh, black guy with glasses. Singletary, <laughs> Singletary's uh, rant was one of the best of all time. They kicked Vernon Davis off the sideline. Can't do it. Can't do it. We need winners. <laughs> Realistic, oh my god! So no, I don't. I don't foresee Kaepernick. He, Kaepernick will probably land this year. He I think said finally, he'll, he said he'll play back up right now. No I think. He, oh, oh, real bold of him. <laughs> I mean, he's like thirty six, well, and he yeah. stinks at football. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, you will be a backup. You're not top thirty two in the world. 
You're not. No, Chris, not don't shake your head. I'm saying that he, <laughs> I don't think that he stinks at football because he's good at football. He's just not an NFL quarterback anymore. But 35th best quarterback, 40th best in the world, I might give him that. That doesn't stink. He's a backup. He plays for Carolina right now? Starts? No, no. I just said he's not a starter Absolutely anywhere. Not. I don't he's not even a starter over Davis Mills in Houston. I, I'm, I'm and like, fact. Just... Just to no clarify, cap, as they just to say clarify, in the I do not care about any of the off the field shit. No, me neither. Personally. I don't either. I right? don't like care about when any the that Packers, shit. when when this whole thing was like the hot button issue, uh, Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone. They were three and zero. Cap was sitting there. I'm like, the fuck are we doing with uh, Seneca Wallace? <laughs> you know, or whoever similar, else. Like, similar style. Uh, what was it, Scott Tolzien? Like, come on, bro. The cap was in the Super Bowl two years ago. Bring him in. That's what I wanted, but I understand why they didn't do it because the whole what it turned into was just a PR nightmare. But, you know, I'm kicking the tires on anybody that's going to help my team win outside of, like, an Antonio Brown. I think there's only, right now, in the NFL, there's one spot and one spot only for Colin Kaepernick, and that's Seattle. Seattle. And he can compete with Drew Locke, and if he beats him out, great, you know? But otherwise, every other team in the NFL right now has a better pound-for-pound quarterback, and I'm, I'm dead ass. I, I think that Davis Mills showed a lot at the end of the year last year. I would take him I think that's over a, that everybody. Would, that wouldn't be a situation. Kaepernick. I also think Cap is still picky, personally. I he think can't be at this point. He, he I mean, be. like, I don't think Kaepernick wants to go to the Texans and be their starting quarterback. I think that's just going to set him up. Then he can sit his ass at home. stay home, it, right. I, I agree. I agree, but that sets him up for failure. Uh, Kaepernick is still making a decent amount of money with everything else he has going on. He He's like... A social warrior for a lot of causes. So there's companies that are, whether your opinion on this <laughs> or not, Matt, it doesn't matter because there is people that are that are definitely no, paying cap to be the front man. Of hey, he's company. got a Netflix special so out that's paying. He's him in a good situation financially, and I'm not even fully on board with the fact that he even really wants to play. I think keeping his name relevant for as long as he's in the age bracket was to where the NFL is denying him. I think that is also a power play financially for Cap to just be able to keep saying, look. Nobody's signing me, even though it's eight years, seven years after the fact now. Cap, you're eligible for the Hall of Fame at this point. Right? You've been out of the league for that long. <laughs> yeah. That'll be the Wait day. Wait till that conversation but, starts. <laughs> That'll be the day. But, you know, neither here nor there on the uh, on the Kaepernick situation. Okay. Well, that's that. Well, I, don't think, I don't think he gets a look. Personally. He will. I and I think he already has. That, I, I that, don't, that officially is I his look. I, like I said, I don't think that anybody on either side is serious about any of it. I think Kaepernick stays exactly where he's at right now. You might see a workout pop up here and there, but it's largely for PR purposes. That's my opinion. That's not news break. That's not breaking news. Just okay. an opinion. Anyway, that'll do it. That'll be uh, that's a, that's a hell of a show. Uh, we got a lot more to do today. Obviously, we're going to be recording another episode of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. The Chop Sports Fight Factory goes down where we can break down WrestleMania a little bit better. Also, previewing UFC 273, in which I'll be watching that from uh, Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> so that's cool. Uh, I board my flight 7.30 on Thursday night. So I'll be with you guys uh, today, tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday. And then I think Wrestling Rob's going to take my spot. I think that we've yeah, discussed you know that what? a little I'm bit. I'm going to talk to Kyle too. Hopefully that'll be like a nice little NBA. Uh, it'll be the last couple of days of the NBA. I think that weekend wraps things up and then the playoffs start next week. That's also great, bro. NBA playoffs. Oh, is, NBA playoffs are going to be good this year. They, I they, love the NBA East playoffs wide because, open. because it's tough to break down an NBA slate. Because not many people give a shit about the games that are taking place on the other side of the country. And not everybody gives a shit about the games that are taking place here. Whereas, like, that's the ones that we're familiar with. We don't want to talk Knicks, Nets every day, Sixers, because that runs its course. But in the NBA playoffs, every game is is a national game. So yeah. we get to talk about game one, game two, game three of all the series. And I love it. It's going to be good. NBA huh? playoffs are one of my favorite things. Better Just than trying to see which, where I want to throw my uh, stock behind you Ready? This. 
the NBA playoffs are better than the NCAA tournament to me. I don't even think it's close. Hot take. <laughs> I don't think it's close. What? Are you serious? I'm uh, dead serious. Wow. Right. NBA playoffs are great. You get to see the stu- the best. I, players. I understand they're great, but you get to be see the best players in the like, world elevate their game. Watching guys like John Morant elevate his game to another level. And that's who like I that. want to win the whole game. I thing. love. It does say a lot. I want when, the, when I you want the Memphis effing Grizzlies. To players win this whole in a thing. in a like a seven game series going back and forth. Nothing and like this it, bro. win gets get. Man, this team wins two games, and, and they got to come back and win two. And, and people great, and, great, great. and like here, shout out to the people that are telling me I'm wrong. Like, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not allowed to have a fucking opinion. All I said was it's what? Like, no, exactly, but very wrong. Scoop. Oh. Have you ever been right in your life, if that's the case, because or, or anybody for that matter? Chill. Uh, NBA playoffs are better. Could you imagine um, if Duke and North Carolina got a seven-game series? Like, Would be interesting. Are you kidding? Like how Or any of them, for that matter? At least down the stretch, that would be cool. You know, instead of the one-and-done there is a There is an element to the whole one-and-done thing that makes it really, really exciting. Like... You're, you lose your goal. Like, there's no, like, oh, well, there's always game two. You know what I mean? Like, that's the element of college basketball that I think plays better than the NBA because the NBA game one isn't make or break. The game two sometimes isn't make or break. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. you have that series. Which, don't get me wrong, it's going to be great. I think the East is going to be nuts. We're all going to be rooting against the Nets, right? It's going to be fun times here at Chop Studios. <laughs> so don't worry but about also, that. Also, everybody talks about how they want, like, the old school NBA back. That's the closest thing you could get is the, is to the old school NBA. There's a lot of half-court sets. Teams slow things down a little bit. Everybody plays defense. There's effort yep. on both sides of the floor. And, like I said, the best players in the world going at it. Yeah. That, to me, is what you can't, <laughs> maybe, you can't maybe, discount that fact. Maybe no LeBron this year, you know, so it's going to be wide open, baby. Yeah. I mean, like, even if LeBron was in it, it's still pretty wild. Bailey, <laughs> Bailey, just so you know, yes, I have a layover in Seattle. So, yes, I do have that. Twice, actually, also, on the way back, Scoop, too. Scoop, um, we'll, we'll talk. I got, I got some of these shirts. Uh, you know, I got a little Stashed supply, away. A little, a little supply stashed away. Oh, uh, we're going to jail. Uh, but I'm not sure but, what you're talking about, about my fantasy team blows. Bro, I looked at your team, too. If you think, basing it off of your team, my team is... And if you go by the ESPN rankings or whatever yeah, the fuck, that's matter. so dumb, it too. It doesn't matter. 8% chance Watch to make the playoffs. Watch me massage the back end it. of this roster all the way to the fucking title. Uh, I don't know about all that. But anyway, big show tomorrow. We'll do all the MLB stuff. It's a big week. We got baseball starting on Thursday, opening day. So there's a lot to get into. The NFL draft, we're going to start mock season. We'll start actually drafting up what we want to do as far as that mock draft thing with the call-ins and you know an actual mock draft show. We'll do that. We'll get that. Still got start. baseball bingo on the horizon. Baseball bingo on the horizon. All that stuff. It's been a show. So for Sturch, and that's Gooch over there, and Dina for producing, and of course, Wrestling Rob with all the tidbits that you can ask for. This has been another episode of the Chop Sports Daily. We'll see you guys tomorrow. It's baseball, baby. <laughs>